0: Hey, Northridge, welcome to A Little Better, where our goal is to know God better and to do better so that we can be a little better. Northridge fam, welcome back to A Little Better. We're glad you guys are here. This is a special edition, one of two. We're going to coming what? We are gonna nice, be coming, nice Aaron, great intro. <laughs> we are gonna be coming to you live from Israel. Why did I say live? <laughs> Okay, it's not live, but we are in Israel, we're recording, and this episode and the next one are going to be there, and we've got a lot of things that we're going to be doing that are different, including the fact that we have a bunch of special guests with us on the podcast, so we have to do some introductions, and I actually, before we do those introductions, want to give one big disclaimer, we are currently, like, snuggled around a tiny little table in a hotel in Jerusalem with a single microphone. It looks like an alien is in the middle of us. (laughs) And we're all, like, leaning in to give it little kisses. Um, That was very weird. Wow. You went there yet again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is, But the point is, the audio quality is going to be terrible, so we apologize for that. But I would love to go around and do some introductions. So let's start right here, to my left. Let's do some introductions. Actually, introduce yourself and tell us what your job is. Everybody's got, like, a specific job title. So let's hear what everybody's job is.
1: All right. This is Meg Davidson. Um, basically, um, my husband, Drew, thinks he's the boss, but... I'm I'm kind of like the producer, so actually I'm the boss. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go.
2: And you're Master Slater. Yes.
1: Yes. Which yes. We'll yes.
3: We'll, dis- we'll describe what slating is later. Uh, I'm Drew Davidson,
2: uh, the other Drew. Drew number two. Um, <laughs> actually, number one. Really, <laughs> one. Yes. Uh,
3: and I am I'm guess I'm called the director on this shoot. Uh, I kind of provide the vision or creative vision. For uh, each scene and shot uh, based on what Aaron and Drew like indicate they want from the script or the, the sermon.
4: Uh, my name's Connor Ellsworth. I'm kind of supporting Drew two, Drew Davison, Drew one in uh, second camera shooting. And finally, Drew and Aaron let me talk on the podcast. So that's nice. I'm Drew.
2: I'm the loud mouth who never
4: stops talking. Yeah, we already know who you are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he has a title
0: too. We try not to use it because his title is um, <laughs> The Talent. <laughs> yeah, he's the talent, but he doesn't need any of that in his life. <laughs> so.
5: I'm Ashley Karshner and I am assistant to Meg, maybe, slash wardrobe. <laughs> I sometimes hold the shiny reflector You're thingy. You're a production assistant. I'm a production That's We'll call me that.
2: Also, assistant to the talent.
0: <laughs> Seriously, don't ever call him the talent when we're back home. This is this needs to stay in Israel. <laughs> this idea, but so we've been having a lot of fun. Um, also, doing a lot of hard work over the last five or six days that we've been here. I actually don't even know. Uh, time travel through time zones doesn't treat me well, so I'm not sure what day it is or what time it is. But we've had some funny stories, so I would love to hear from our guests about some of our stories. And we're our jobs and the way that we interact will hopefully come up. We want to give you a sense of what it looks like behind the scenes as we talk today. But we had some funny stories. One of the funniest ones was actually something that happened on Mount Arbel, which is up in Galilee, near Jesus' hometown. And I would love for Ashley, maybe, to take the lead on telling us a story. What happened on Mount Arbel?
5: So, we were gonna hike up Mount Arbel, and um, it was Aaron, Drew, Andrew, and I. And we were also going to get some footage, and immediately we realized the camera battery was dead.
3: Yeah, the battery was dead.
5: Yeah, so we're, we're like 20 steps into it, and the battery's dead. But it's okay, we have the really tiny little video camera.
3: It was uh, DJ Osmo.
5: Yes, we have the Osmo. So we we start going. I think we probably like immediately missed our like marker, and so we're wandering up the mountain Probably in the wrong direction.
0: They had definitely asked me as we were departing, they were asking me,
2: do you know for sure how to get up the hill? Just to say, as a point of reference, we were in the van going to Mount Arbell, and I looked back at Aaron, I was like, hey Aaron, this is a hike, we need to know where we're going. You know where we're going, Right. (laughs) Aaron's response: Yeah, got this, guys.
5: So I assume when I decide to go on the hike, um, and not stay back with all the equipment and Meg and Connor and the drone, take the, the drive up to the top. Yeah, no, leisure Leisurely. drive. I'm like, oh, okay. Aaron knows exactly. He's like, oh, I've hiked this mountain every day. <laughs> that's
2: yeah. That's exactly what I said.
5: Something like that. Also, anyway. this is
2: a not a, like hike is maybe not a good word. It's a pretty strenuous. Drew, how would you describe like this? Like
3: the hike? first half half is a hike, the second half is a climb. Like definitely over rocks and <laughs> pulling yourself up on things screwed into boulders. It's it's. Tough. It was tough for me.
5: It was it, it's sketchy, right? You climb at your own risk. Yeah. So at some point we miss the path, go a little bit into the on up a wrong side of the mountain, go back down. Now it's dusk. And I think we were like at this point starting to have lots of conversations. <laughs> like, whose fault is this? <laughs> By Do the we way, go back? Baron Hickson,
2: our leader, our guide, decides to leave us in the midst of being lost, climbs halfway up the mountain, and is like, hey guys. You can figure it out. I think I might get up to the top. I was trying to be a sacrificial lamb, and I was no, like, no, 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 <laughs> no. don't you describe, use yourself describe Jesus. Jesus would have walked with us up that mountain.
5: Aaron did at some point say, like, maybe you try to just go back, and I'll try to find the top up these sharp rocks climbing. I don't know. It was bad. And by the
2: way, it's
3: getting dark. Like, it's like 450. Sunsets at 520. Yeah.
1: And meanwhile, Connor and I are at the top of the mountain. Like, we have gone in the van. Like, you still have to walk, like, 15 minutes from the parking lot, and there's two of us, and we're shooting a segment at the top. So we're waiting for these people to climb their way to the top of the mountain. (laughs) And we have lugged. All of the equipment up the other side of the mountain.
4: Flown the drone twice.
1: Connor's got the drone in the air. Like, where are they? Do Search we need, and rescue do we style. Need to rescue them? <laughs> like, I'm like, Connor, are you actually shooting things or are you just flying it around looking for them?
3: <laughs> they were told Both. this hike was supposed to be what, 30 minutes? Yeah, 30, so 40 minutes. We, yeah. we budgeted an hour, but
0: it. I was hoping it would be less. And let the record show we made it to the top, okay? Yes, we did. <laughs>
5: but, Wait, but we passed a cave and could hear the bats, saw stray dogs, giant cows.
0: Yeah, it was it was pretty sketchy. In the end, it took us an hour and a half, but we did make it to the top, and as a big summation of victory, we got to the top. We only had about, I don't know, 15 minutes of light? Is yeah, that fair?
1: Yeah, good light. This is where I come in as the actual boss, because they're all standing around congratulating themselves for getting to the house. (laughs) And I'm like, hey guys, um, do you see that the sun is gone? We have 10 more minutes of light. Are we coming back here tomorrow night, or what's happening?
0: Yeah, we definitely wanted the shot to be in the evening, which can be part of what we talk about a little later with how we pick locations and stuff, but Drew number two, the the talent, Drew Karshner. (laughs) He did a wonderful take in basically one shot. We set up and he got it all done right as the sun was setting. It was an epic moment.
2: And what, what puts the pressure on these shoots is we're scheduled the next day to go completely different areas, maybe even leave the region. And so it puts a lot of pressure on all of us to get the shot done. So that's
0: one funny story. Another funny story is what happened at Qumran. And why don't we have? Uh, let's have let's have our director Drew uh, take that story.
3: <clears throat> sure. Uh, it was just we had a fair amount of gear to uh, <laughs> and, we, and to hike up. And Qumran is in the desert. It's uh, south area. It's all rocky and hilly. And we wanted to. Uh, it's about a sermon about the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness. So you want to get uh, really cool shots of? Um, uh, drew preaching in the wilderness um, so we want to bring a bunch of gear up uh, and this is a national park with a, a nice gate and occasionally strict uh, gatekeepers uh, ticket ticket takers uh, so we had to like Split up the gear between all six of us, carrying it in, going at different times, and trying and be as inconspicuous as possible. We split um, up all the gear between
4: the six yeah. of us. Uh, and we then we,
3: we hauled it all uh, up to the base of the mountain for the first shot. And then we hauled it up halfway up the mountain <laughs> for the next shot. And then all the way, Most it felt way like up. all the way up the mountain, which is barely half of the (laughs) actual mountain um, for (laughs) the last shot. And then we were getting B-roll, which is just the extra shots you see where Drew's not talking. The stuff that doesn't really matter, according to him.
1: That's a lie. That's a lie. Well, you still hear him talking, but yeah. his, his, his face is isn't, not. His face
0: is It yeah. makes him feel better. You can still hear him.
2: It's the one that everybody appreciates when my face is not on the screen. But
3: I was up there getting B-roll, and they were yelling at me to come down, um, because apparently their national park has nothing to see, according to
2: them up there.
1: <laughs> like with a megaphone. Yeah, like a we're megaphone. hearing a megaphone from, like, the base.
2: The lady who was running the operations was a savage. She <laughs> was intense. Even our guide, she wouldn't even say anything to your guide. She would just shake her head no. No.
0: And so they're announcing, at 3 o'clock, the park closes at 4, and at 3 o'clock, they start announcing, the park is closing, come down from the mountains, there is nothing to see. (laughs) And it's like, wait, you mean the national park that has, like, advertised signs to walk up the path to see the beautiful sights, nothing to see? Okay, sounds good. (laughs) They just kept yelling at Drew, we all, like, hustled down, and he ignored her. Yeah, I took my time. (laughs) So, okay, Let's talk about how we do these video shoots, what makes them difficult, how they operate. Um, I could not be more ignorant about how this works. By the way, I, I guess my job is script man. No, a- assistant director, right?
3: Assistant director, script supervisor.
0: Script supervisor, a.k.a. I run the teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just want to talk about some of our challenges that we've run into and how we do this stuff kind of behind the scenes. So... Why don't, why don't we just start off with, like, what are the hardest parts of this? In fact, what has been the hardest thing we've encountered so far? Uh, the talent. Why don't you tell us about what the hardest part has <laughs> been so far?
2: Believe it or not, leaving Rochester and getting to Israel this trip was ridiculous. We got to the airport around what time, guys? Three, three, about three o'clock and we start checking in and they're like, oh, you're delayed. And we are like, I asked the guy, I was like, we can still make our flight because we were flying from basically Rochester to Boston and Boston straight to Tel Aviv. And so we get there at three and they're like, oh, your flight's delayed. You'll still make your connection. Well, the flight kept getting delayed and <laughs> we were like, "Uh, OK, we're not going to make our connection now. And the problem with not making our connection is if we go to Boston, there's not another flight to Tel Aviv for two days. And that doesn't sound terrible, but like that puts us behind when you got really like six to seven days to shoot everything, a whole series, you begin to panic. And so <laughs> I went to, to the gate agent right away and I was like, listen, I looked up some flights. Aaron Wagner, my assistant. Shout out to Aaron. You're awesome. You saved our you saved our butts. Um <laughs> And so I, I, I was asking her, like, hey, what flights can we take? And so I went to the ticket agent. I was like, hey, let's fly to JFK on Delta and then to Tel Aviv. They have flights that same day. And the ticket agent was like, nope, you can't do that. There's no seats on that flight from Rochester to JFK. And I was like, come on, there's got to be six open seats. She was like, no. Three hours later, I come to her and I'm like, hey, what about this flight again? They're like, that's a great idea. We get on the plane from Rochester to JFK and it probably holds around 200 people and there's like 80 people on the flight. I'm like, are you kidding me.
0: In the end, we were in Rochester for probably four or five hours just sitting, (laughs) waiting to get a flight to JFK. We could have probably driven to JFK. Connor and I made a whole short
3: film
2: while we were there. (laughs) 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 Playing video games. (laughs) (laughs) Stop motion short (laughs) film. We we
1: love Rochester, but it's a real boring airport.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Although the New Strong Museum, like, little arcade area yeah. is where Drew and Connor made their short film. So that will be featured sometime in one of our <laughs> services, I'm sure. <laughs> um, just kidding. So let's talk about uh, weather and how it, re- how it relates to our challenges. Connor, can you talk to us a little bit about how we have to cope with that and what weather has done to us so far on
4: this trip? Mm, weather, we've actually done pretty well. God has blessed us with some sun, lots of sun, and
2: it's been relatively warm. Except for yesterday, (laughs) this cold. You might want to tell people in Rochester what the sun is, describe it to them. The
4: sun, I'm not a scientist. You'll have to ask Josh Horn. But um, yeah, it's hot. It feels good. (laughs) Uh, Imagine summer, and it's different and drier. But anyway, yeah, yesterday it was raining pretty much all day. Uh, So we were a little delayed in shooting. Uh, So we did a couple other small things. We looked at some. Hezekiah's Tunnel, what else did we do, walk through Jerusalem, some people got up super early to go to the Holy Sepulcher, things that weren't on our shooting itinerary, but things that of course are awesome to see, because Jesus was there, Um, but then the sun came out, and it was beautiful, so we drove out to Jericho Road, went, and it was crazy windy, gusts of 40, I don't know. Enough 35, to blow you over. Yeah. Category five wins, maybe.
5: <laughs> <laughs> um, it was
4: pretty bad. Scientists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah scientists coming out now. And then, as soon as we started shooting, God said, be still. And it was pretty good. So, yeah, we got set up and got it shot. The sun is. A big factor.
0: One of the things that we're really trying to do is a more cinematic feel in this, which when I say cinematic, I don't know what that means. So (laughs) actually, Meg, can you describe some of what, how the light impacts what we're doing and how we have to play around with, you know, sunrise, sunset times and
3: when we shoot?
1: Yeah. So basically like light is everything in photography and videography. So like.
3: Literally, that's what photography means.
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs) If you go back to whatever language, I think Greek maybe. So. Like, the best light is right after the sun comes up and right before it goes down because it's getting diffused by the atmosphere, blah, blah, blah. Apparently, I'm also a scientist. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Smarter than you think. I know, right? You didn't think that was going to come out of me. So, um, basically, like, what the sun is doing and how the clouds are working is going to really affect how the shot looks. So... Especially when we're doing video, even light the whole shot is pretty important to us because you know otherwise Drew's gonna be like five different colors because we've exposed for one light and it's a different one. So that can be really tricky, and that was something that we were definitely dealing with. Like suddenly the sun's in Drew's eyes, and now what are we gonna do?
4: Especially on the boat. Yeah, the Tell boat. Us about the boat. The boat was a
3: little tricky uh, because we only had an hour reservation, and they were like, "Where was the boat?" Uh, boat was on the Sea of Galilee, literally um, on the sea, of Galilee. yeah. Literally, we started up where do we start? It was north of Tiberius, and we were going into Tiberias. Um, and so we're going on the boat as the sun is setting. Uh, and so we start shooting with the sun on Drew's face, the left side of his face, and we're shooting. Uh, we have this one 10 minute shot, basically, a really long shot to get. Uh, And as we're shooting like five minutes in, the sun goes behind a mountain (laughs) and Drew is like almost completely dark. So that's an adjustment we have to make because both the sun is a warmer source of light than the indirect light of behind a shadow. So uh, it's something you may not experience too much, but color temperature is different depending on where the light's coming from. So we have to adjust our exposure, uh, make Drew brighter uh, so you can still see him. Uh, and then like in the middle of a shot, which is always tricky and not necessarily ideal. Sometimes we have to make uh, just adjustments to Mm -hmm. deal with
4: the situation we're in. Not to mention audio. Like There was one point where they shut the engines off for the boat, which visually was, audio-wise, it was very helpful because it was much quieter. Yeah,
3: ideally the uh, engines would be off the whole time. The whole
4: time. But the problem with boats is that when they're not being directed, they kind of just do what the current does. And so for us, visually it was difficult because our boat was rotating, which means the sun was also... It was like well, spinning around through his face. Best, yeah. But, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so every when they shut off the engine, it sounded good, but we drifted in a circle so then the, it was literally like watching the sun move across his face, but then
2: when they turned the engine back on, we had really consistent lighting, but we'll you could hear the it? engine. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what's amazing about these shoots is... You know, when you see the final product, you're amazed, you're in awe, but you don't realize like the journey to get there. You're avoiding obstacle after obstacle, whether it's audio, visual, jet lag, jet Jet lag, (laughs) nature, like the the things you can't control either. Yes, the talent's probably the biggest one. (laughs) Uh,
5: A boat full of Americans that floats by playing the national anthem Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so loud, loud. They really like the national anthem,
3: and you might think like. Wow, an hour to shoot a 10-minute thing, that seems like plenty of time, but it like getting set up, getting all the gear on the boat, like that's 20 minutes, um, and then finding the right spot, yeah, we just did, it felt really rushed.
1: Yep. Sometimes the talent doesn't perform, so we have yeah, to... Yeah, right? Them. They don't get it perfect the first time? <laughs> we have to
4: motivate them.
2: Excitement. Yeah, yeah I get that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that
4: interesting? Like what? What? Uh, what a shoot looks like once we get on location. Like the quick walkthrough of what it takes. Yeah. What's every to
0: What's everybody's job and what do we have to do? Why don't we start with? So we get off the We get off the car. We get out of the car. We get out of the car. What? And uh, let's talk about the locations the the in boat. that. I guess uh, mm-hmm. the the boat was easy-ish in that. Like there's not a lot of <laughs> There's not a lot of room to pick where we're gonna shoot on a boat, but um, when we show up, we know where we're gonna be. Meaning, you, let's say you two have done a lot of research. Yeah, we've done research. We know. Okay, generally. hey, this is we want to shoot on Mount Arbell, for instance. But where on Mount Arbell? And the other thing that we have to keep in mind is. Uh, time of day. We're trying to do our best to bring you into these stories as well as we can, and so many of them are time-stamped in the Bible. So this is early in the morning, or this is late at night, or this is in the middle of the day with the sun beating down on your face, you know, and all of that is impacted by how we pick where specifically, obviously we know generically where we're going to be, but like what's going to be framed up in the shot is a big part of it. So Meg, why don't you walk through kind of like jobs as we, when we get out of the car, our guide says, all right, you're at the place you wanted to go how do we, what what all does everybody have to do from there?
1: Well, hopefully Drew and Connor have already gotten their cameras to a place where they can just put them on the tripod because that's a whole different process So we get out of the car everybody grabs something even drew Karshner something <laughs> yeah. <You're> <laughs> so, so we get out and we're like, okay, Connor and Drew and I take a look around and we're looking. Not only, like, what do we want in the background, but where is the sun right now? Because the direction that we're facing, especially if it's evening or morning, the sun is in a very particular place. So the the, the whole shot is going to be changed by where the sun is. So that's our first priority. Where exactly are we going to go? How are we going to tell the story with the background? But also, how does the shot look?
0: Who's making that decision?
3: Um, it's, I,
1: I'll it's, make it
3: often with... My, Heavy advice from Meg. My she, input. A.K.A. Meg makes it, <laughs> Drew agrees.
1: <laughs> that's, not, not, that's not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so once we're set up, we, you know, Scurry to put up the light stand that holds the iPad that's sort of reminding Drew where he is in the sermon, Drew Karshner, um, and then we're setting up the tripods sometimes we need to diffuse or reflect the light so that's been Ashley's job I am taking still photos and also helping produce so sometimes I just hand my camera off to Ashley because she's amazing and she takes those behind the scenes photos so we're screwing to get set up we're hoping nobody comes to where we are and ruins the shot and um, we're Drew and um, Drew Kirshner and Aaron are running through the rehearsing what's going to be said. So there's a whole bunch of activity happening at the same time. Nice. Good summary.
0: Yeah. So um, there's been one part of the process that I've been uh, confused by that I have yet to ask. And so I don't know what it is. Right. But bo- right as we're kind of ready to go. Uh, Drew, the director, Drew's got a really nice shot framed up. The talent is ready. Hair and makeup is ready. Ashley's, you know, adjusted his shirt and his hair. looks <laughs> looks good. Everybody's set. Then, Meg, you're walking up and holding an iPad in front of Drew's face. And Drew, director, says something like, Smite it. Or, I don't know, there's like some phrase you use. Tell me, what is that all about?
3: I say slate it, but <laughs>
2: smite it. <laughs> Close, Aaron. <laughs>
3: smite it's pretty good, too. Um, so, you... People might be more familiar with the term uh, with a clapper board, um, with seeing it on a movie set, clapping it, and this is just the digital version of that. It's like that black and white thing where they're like, yeah, I don't know. So that is used because we are filming with two cameras and a audio, a separate audio recorder um, for Drew, and to make it easy on us to sync those three things uh, in post production. Uh, we have a clapper that um, both visually displays a a red frame at the same instant so I can match it visually and then plays that clap sound for the microphones to pick up. So I can line all three tracks basically up easily. And then the slate is technically uh, the information about the shot. So Meg might say, uh, this is scene one, take 15. <laughs> 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 Drew is wow. getting mutilated. Wow.
2: 15. <laughs> 15. No, it was only These ever. These guys like, give me 10 minutes to shoot scene. a 10 minute long film. And <laughs> I, guess what happens? We've never,
3: we've never gone past five, I don't think.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: It's two usually it. two, maybe three.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So somebody says that information, yeah. the sound and audio of that <laughs> app. Displays things and yep. that helps you to sync it later, yep. um, and that's like a an official thing that people do. To yeah, I mean it,
3: it'd be more official if we had an actual clapper, but yeah.
0: Okay, so um, why don't actually Drew and Meg? I just want to take a moment and allow you guys to um, just walk us through. How do you guys know so much about this? And how you know where do you, where have you guys gotten your experience? I think that'd be helpful for uh, our listeners to understand.
3: Sure, uh, I went to RIT for film and video production a number of years ago. Uh, and I've been doing it professionally since. I, I work for Verizon doing video production for their training department. Uh, and we also co-own a, uh, Meg runs, and we co-own a photo and video business. Um, so I, I keep pretty well steeped in the industry So and keep developing my skills.
1: So this sort of thing is like our, our day-to-day. We, we do other video projects together. So it's sort of a, a system that we've worked out and added Connor to.
5: Um, Well, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) and y'all are a well-oiled machine, and we've been doing
3: this uh, for church projects uh, on and off for a number of years, also. Yeah,
0: Drew has actually traveled with our teams before and helped to make things. And I just want to actually say they're doing all of this as volunteers. They're here using their very well-oiled skills and even their own gear, which they, you know, are putting at risk by bringing it overseas. We're all of that. Not
1: carrying it up mountains. It's fine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're doing all of that because they're amazing, because they mm-hmm. believe in more and better. And, like, they absolutely deserve a round of applause. So let's do that right now in yes. this hotel.
5: Room.
0: Oh, Davidson Creative. Check them out,
2: guys. On Thanks. Instagram. And guys, just so you know, this series, because of this whole team, is going to be amazing. Yes.
0: Very much looking forward to it. It starts on March the 8th, so a pretty quick turnaround from when we get back from Israel. It's going to be a six-week series leading into Easter. And the next episode, we're going to tell you a lot more about what we've learned in Israel, how it's personally impacting us, and maybe even a little more behind-the-scenes information about the series. Thanks, guys, so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.